Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's season two of the Miles to Marathon podcast, and I am just thrilled to be here with you all today. My name is Rob Watson. I am a coach for Miles to Marathon located here in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. And yeah, season two. Just excited to carry on where we left off. We're going to be having some chats with coaches. We're going to be talking some training principles. We're going to hopefully just, I don't know, it's a running podcast. We'll talk about running stuff. And today, we're going to talk with one of our other coaches, Justin Kent. Justin Kent hails from Burnaby, British Columbia, UBC grad. He's a kick-ass athlete. He's a fairly fairly uh, accomplished runner. Uh, he's a great coach, and he's a nice guy. So yeah, we're going to chat with him. Um, just a few notes. During this pandemic, Justin has been keeping very busy. He's run some really fast time trials, including 62-minute half marathon, which he rolled around our seawall. And right now he's getting ready to run his first ever marathon down to the Marathon Project in the United States. If the United States still exists at the time of his race, we'll be wishing him nothing but the best of luck. So let's hear about his training. Let's hear about what he's been up to. And let's get season two kicked off. Justin Kent, take it away, bud. Sure, why not? You, um... Alrighty. Are you, uh... Was the dentist okay? Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was one of those, you know, you book months in advance and then you for, totally forget about it. And then I missed the email that it was sent to that I don't really check that often. So all good. Made it. I'm, uh, yeah, went a little longer. So I just stayed in the car. So I'm here. <laughs> how, how often do you go to the dentist? Not very often. <laughs> um, it was... I pro- it's something I probably should be doing a lot more. Um, my last oh, I, was everyone couple- should be. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it was probably I, it was probably a year since my last one. So um, that's uh, and that's not very good. Um, but no cavities, so all good. Dude, I've been to the dentist once in the last twenty years. Oh, no, maybe nineteen years. Because as soon yeah. as I, as soon as I got off my parents' dental plan. Yeah, like I wasn't going to the dentist, so I went all I, I went all through university, all through, quote unquote, being a pro runner because that's I don't have the disposable income. And then I got on Jen's, and then I got on Jen's benefits. And at that point, I was like, ah, you know, it's like it's like it's been so long. I don't want to go to the dentist. I don't know. What yeah. To do and then I went and they're like, all right, well, just give me good cleaning, and you're good to go. <laughs> and then Perfect. I haven't gone, and I haven't gone back since. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't feel bad. So do do you, do you go on like uh, do you have like a medical plan? Runners don't have I, medical I, plans. I, I'm very fortunate I do. Um, Rackets and Runners is very good to me, and they support me a lot. So um, I, I have one through R&R. Oh, it's because you need to have that mm-hmm. smile to sell those shoes, man. I, I guess so, yeah. I guess so. You can't be selling <laughs> shoes with wonky teeth. <laughs> yeah. Right on. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, well, so basically we're just getting into this next season of the podcast, and we figure you yeah. have had the most going on. So, <laughs> yeah. Figure yes. we talk to you first. Yeah, cool. You cool yeah. with that? Um, yeah, of course. Are All we right. bringing back the? Are you bringing back the Rob Watson uh, soundtrack for the intro? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. I can't. Like, it's been so long. We, we need an intro song, but I must say, I have to admit that intro song got me always hyped up. Okay, well there we go. I'm bringing it back. Yeah, I'll talk. I, I, I have it, was, it saved somewhere on my computer. I. I think part of it is like I used to listen to you um, and Eric, uh, I think when I was hurt or injured or, mm. or something. And it was like, 
always got me psyched up though when I'm just hearing your da -na -na. <laughs> well, we're bringing it back <laughs> yeah I mean we needed that we needed a theme anyways so uh, <laughs> I don't think it's copyright I think Spence literally just found it online somewhere for free like, yeah. yeah 2015 so we'll bring that back all right nice. so um yeah before before we get into the nitty-gritty of things I just wanted to uh introduce everybody this is coach justin kent uh he's the leader of mile to marathon burnaby and he's a kick-ass runner in his own right justin you want to give a little bit introducing of yourself introduction of yourself yeah i'm a, a local uh, vancouverite um living in burnaby started burnaby mile to marathon uh coaching there with josh for just over a year now and it's been a bit of a wild year um, but, uh, currently training, um, for the marathon, um, and have it get a couple shots at, I guess the Olympic standard, um, heading into Tokyo 2021. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Tokyo 2021. So yeah, like you said, you are training for your debut marathon, but let's, let's take a step back and, and see what's been keeping you moving during this this pandemic of no actual racing but you've done some races you've done some events you've you've set a canadian record during this time yeah jeez. Um, take us take us through this timeline um was was the marathon always in the back of the mind and you just got or did you just get fitter and fitter and decided to take an opportunity when it came yeah i think it's uh, it's always been like pretty far back like i've pushed pretty far back in my mind um even I think when I was on here with you last, I might, I think I alluded to like, you asked the question about um, on the spot, like in, if what event you could make the Olympics in right now, what would it be? And I think I, I didn't even think about, I just like said marathon. Um, and I, I don't know if that would have alluded to some of my biases, but um, yeah, we just kind of took, like, I think a lot of people took it very this year, very differently um, and handled it in different ways. And I, I knew, maybe I didn't know, but like coming into 2020, I knew I had, I had a pretty like grim, I had to have an amazing year mm. to be even in, in question, um, even to be a hopeful, I guess. Um, so I, I kind of saw it immediately as a positive for myself is like, man, I get another year to like actually make this thing happen. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what really like stoked the fires. Um, and then, and then with, with no track season, it, it kind of forced us to like, okay, well, there's no track season. Like, what do you really want to do with the sport? Like, what do you actually like really enjoy? Um, and not that I don't enjoy track. It's just, um, I think with tr the track season focus, I kind of would maybe put like road events aside or the longer events aside um, and, and focus more on them during that period. And, and so that, having no track season we kind of were like well let's let's see what you can do maybe we'll in a in a half marathon um and uh and so that just like just the whole different training and that whole new stimulus just just it just kind of snowballed and i just kind of like i was getting super excited for workouts uh, not that i wasn't getting excited for workouts in the past but i just had a new uh fresh um approach and a like a breath of fresh air in the sport i think um so yeah nice so you just fired up and put in the work it's nice right yeah, it's when it, yeah. it organically happens and like yes. you're, not, you're, you're not chasing it it just kind of happens yeah. and it's a nice yeah. and clearly like the fitness was there right during 
during yeah. this, you ran a really fast 10k and then you mm-hmm. crushed some some half marathons tell us about a couple mm-hmm. of those um those half marathon efforts because uh you qualified for world halves correct mm-hmm. and then correct. you had to do a proof of fitness so you did a proof of fitness and ran like 64 minutes is, is, yeah is that kind of the time that, that was yeah that was my actual qualification process so because okay. of yeah, because of COVID, they had opened up um, a new window that closed like in September. The trick, though, was to actually find you had to do it in a race um, and in a legit race. And there's none going on. So we had to kind of get creative and make our own race in a way and get it sanctioned. And um, we were lucky enough to reach out to um, uh, uh, Rich reached out to Comox um, Roadrunners. Uh, Cause they usually have a, a race around that time. Uh, and he knew it was, it was pretty, pretty fast, pretty quality, but like a true course. Um, and so they were, we reached out saying like, Hey, we have a couple athletes trying to qualify for the world half team. Um, could we use your course? And then they just got like super jazzed up and just decided to like, yeah, we can, we'll just take it from here. And we, they got everything certified uh, officials. They like took care of the whole for us. Um, and so that was, uh, what was that September? Um, and so that was my first like official uh, half, uh, time. And then that also qualified me, put me in the running for the world half team. Um, but yeah, I had shout out to the Comox Valley runners. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Lifesavers for sure. Um, and then I had, that's when I had, it was, it's a bit of a tricky course though. Um, it's, it's like, uh, out and back essentially. Um, but you're from like, what was it? Maybe like 10 to 20 K is a, is a pretty like solid steady grind. Um, oh. So you, you start feeling like at halfway, you don't feel like what I would assume you would normally feel in a, a, at halfway and a half. So you really had to like shift gears and take advantage of that downhill on the, on the second half. And so, but I had Luke coach Luke pulling me along for, he took me like 17 K um, and then jogged it in. And yeah, so I'm very thankful for him for him too. But oh, he's been, he's been uh, your personal pacer for this. I know. Field, eh? I know I've only, I've had, I was able to pace him and John in the summer in a 5k, but I'll have to, I'll have to, after this marathon, I'll have to, I owe him like 30 K I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess you owe him about, three three by eight k yeah you know trying to get that 2740 that's that's no joke either no so after that you did the comox valley you got your 64 minutes um yeah first first half marathon experience and so in terms of that first half marathon experience how did that how did racing a half marathon for you differ from you know the shorter distances which you were more familiar Mm -hmm. Um, because it's 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 probably double the longest race you'd ever run and, and even up to this year you haven't really dabbled in the 10k so yeah. how did that what were like some things you've learned about it um and what really what did you really like about it uh i really liked i, I really liked the training of it for it um i mean we kind of touched on that a little bit with the 10 but um uh but the, i just like how it's even in the marathon more so now but uh it's just a lot um you're just like you feel good it's just like like sweet spot pace I find where you're just oh, like yeah. you're feeling good for so long and it's it starts to hurt near the end of it but um but actually so coming into that half I had uh that was my first official but we had done a, like a time trial half marathon in 
maybe a month before, eight weeks before. Um, and that was my first indication. So I'll maybe speak on like that. Cause that was where I really didn't know how my legs were going to feel after like 16 K. And I think you just go through that mental, mental block where you're like, you're, you're just not sure how your body's going to respond um, at that pace for so long. Um, and that was, uh, I did that out at Derby reach on the, uh, the out, out and back like five Ks. Mm-hmm. So that might've made it even tougher too. Um, but I ran 64 20 there and then the Comox half, which was a very different race with Luke and a very different like, um, effort, I guess, uh, ran the exact same time, but that was also <laughs> a, a tricky one just because I think just because of, um, the nature of the course, um, like I, I, you, I felt way worse at halfway than I did finishing, um, which I, I would imagine you don't normally feel that. Um, it's usually the reverse, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, but um, I felt like finishing up that I felt actually pretty, pretty solid once I got the, all the junk out of my legs from from the hills. But there's parts in that race where I was, uh, I had Luke pacing me and he was right on and I was like yo-yoing off of him and because he's he's so strong going up those hills and and i'm just like oh man going through my head i'm just like i don't even know if i can do this now and then i'm thinking like oh man people are this is such a waste of time now i'm way off way off the pace i think i was like almost like 31 something 31 high through 10k i was like what the hell (laughs) so and then we and then we came back yeah and then we came back and we ran a 29 30 the next 10 Oh, nice. down like flying downhill so um but it was um it was a it was a positive experience i think both of those and kind of wet like uh just wetted the appetite a bit more um yeah how often were you checking your your splits on your watch because like you say you know you're out there running hard and then even mm-hmm. if it's like a, if it's a subtle uphill you won't really know i mean then you look at your watch you're like what that was a 309 what's going yeah. on right so yeah. how, how often were you checking your splits was 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 rich on the bike keeping you guys um in the loop of what was going on uh uh no so rich was at i feel like rich was at halfway um and then he was able to beeline it to like 15k so i got this i got a a split at 10k which was like uh uh-oh and then i got a split (laughs) at 15k um and i think luke said like something after we flipped um uh so i didn't actually I, i didn't check my watch at all I, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. mentally made that note, I think, to, like, know that it's okay to, like, be well off at halfway. It's still a long ways to go. Um, uh, the old me would have had a tough – I think younger version of me would have had a very tough time dealing with that. But, um, uh, yeah, we were able to switch it up. But I, So I think I checked it um, from 10, and then I checked it at 15. And once I think I heard our, our next 5K split, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're flying. I can just bring this home. Yeah, half marathon is a tricky distance because there, there is there's so much time to think, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and yeah. you, will, you will go through and up, you'll go through and down, mm-hmm. and the course plays a huge role in that. So, yeah, just doing it more and getting familiar with that sensation is super important. Mm-hmm. So, from there, you've qualified for world halves, and initially you were mm-hmm. announced to be going, right? And then, yes. obviously, with the nature of this pandemic, also yo-yoing. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it, ended up, it ended up getting, getting cancelled. How did, how did that affect you? Like, um, Obviously, it was you know, it's a world championship. You're going to represent Canada. Yeah. That's pretty darn cool. How did how did that affect you, both um, in your mindset or what was going on? Yeah, it was it was pretty, 
it was pretty abrupt too because um i was pretty frustrated i think uh for a couple days i was pretty frustrated um and uh i think just i think also it sucked too just because the race was still going forward um and it was like we just lost i felt like we lost out on that opportunity if it was actually just can't like postponed again that would have been fine but i think the fact that i was people were still getting after it was a bit tough um and then just the nature of like we found out less than 24 hours before we're supposed to fly out yeah yeah it was and so that was like oh geez um but uh it i i mean it might have become a blessing in disguise too because it's uh the same day that i found out um i didn't get the opportunity to race um world half um rich and i were chatting away and uh this marathon project was always kind of in the back of our minds um but i wasn't fast enough like i still didn't have my 6420 wouldn't have done anything to kind of get me in um and so i was banking on running fast at world half and then going to them and saying hey like do you have a spot um i'm interested so we just reached out to uh to the marathon project and said that like this is the circumstances this is what happened would there be a spot on the line for me um and uh and they're like yeah no of course if he's keen we'd love to have him and nice. so so it was a it was a quick like went from like <laughs> i'm just running the half to like i'm doing a full and like eight weeks <laughs> that escalated quickly um uh but uh yeah so and then i still ended up we still wanted to because we had like tapered um yeah and like trained very hard for that so i still wanted to get a solid test of where i was at um but i also didn't want to just have a time trial i just because like it just seems so ridiculous sometimes these like solo time trials um so I, I uh, chatted with Rich a bit and we just decided to like um, still do a, a half marathon, but we wanted to, I don't know, encourage people to, you know, do it towards something. And um, so we kind of made it in support or um, encourage people to donate to kids sport. Um, and I think that that just helped a, a lot me mentally, just knowing that I wasn't just running for myself on the day and, um, and that it was, hopefully some people would get behind it and it would go towards a good cause. So yeah, we did a half marathon around the seawall, which was gorgeous. Um, a few days later on the, the day after the world half. So I got the chance to watch, um, what everyone ran and, uh, added some fuel for the fire. So, Oh man. And you crushed that. You... Yeah. That felt really like that was uh, eye opening for sure. I didn't think I'd run that fast. Yeah. What'd you end up coming through like 62, uh it's 30 62 34 62 34 that's that's, very, that's ridiculous yeah so yeah it it was uh it was one of those days where you like feel you're just you're just flowing um yep. and uh and it was just cool too like I, there's quite a few miles marathon athletes all running around the seawall and that was just like such an awesome like it was almost better like i was just thinking after the event like i would have been in poland with no one on the course no one knowing me at all like now I, I kind of had my family, friends, you know, running community. It, it was, it was kind of, um, uh, private and, um, it was, it was quite nice. Yeah. Really that's, cool. that's a really good sign, especially on the seawall. Cause the seawall it's flat, but it's super, it's super windy. And mm -hmm. I find whenever you kind of like you're dipping around that three minute K on the seawall, it's, it's some of those turns come at you pretty quick. Oh yeah. Did you, did you find that? challenging or you know in terms of obviously your, your half marathon before that was a very different one yeah yeah of course how did you 
How'd you like it, that? I actually didn't. I, I know, I know what you mean. We, um, we stayed in the bike lane. Don't tell the city of Vancouver. Um, but we were <laughs> th- in the bike lane. I think lane. the bike lane might've been closed <laughs> at that point to bikes. Okay. We had, yeah. Uh, oh, it might've been. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I feel like it, it's, I don't know, maybe a little, a little bit less windy mm-hmm. than the actual pedestrian side. Um, but it is a little like cantered. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, I didn't really notice it too much. I was, uh, oh, that's good. I was just locked on. Um, uh, rich was, I ri- had rich on the bike the whole time. So that certainly helped a lot. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like going through, I was, I think I went through like crazy. What, um, I think I went through 10 K and like 29 30. Yeah. And I ran the sun run the year before all like in 29 30. So it's just like, nuts dude it's crazy how you get like just strong and fit and things like yeah that. my 10k pb to this day is, i never really run a lot of 10k it's from it's from a 10k split and a half marathon yeah it's um, nuts and 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 but if you're strong you can hold on to yeah. it because when you're at that like that pace that's like close to your threshold so you're not mm-hmm. accumulating a lot of lactic acid so all this mm-hmm. is like you just have a half hour of your life where you're just in tremendous amount of pain but you can hold on to it <laughs> it's like running yeah. running's a sport is like the better you get at it, actually the harder it becomes. Because you yeah. can go out there and ride that line for half an hour rather yeah. than like hitting it and breaking in half, right? Oh, totally, yeah. You just got to keep going. So Yeah, uh, and, and I've noticed too, like you were mentioning earlier about that was one of the big adjustments with the half is just the amount of time in your head that you have, like the amount of like conversations you have with yourself, like especially like questioning yourself going through 10K, and be like, oh shit, did I just go way too hard or is this going to be okay? And um, so I'm sure, yeah, it'll be amplified much more for the marathon, but. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully in the marathon, you'll like in, in a half marathon, I find that you do have to have a certain amount of like, you're pushing, like, you notice yeah. you, you have to stay on the front foot. Cause if you do settle, you settle I, I, in my own personal experience, we're in the marathon, you can settle in and get comfortable <laughs> yeah. and just cruise yeah. and you'll have like yeah. sections where you're like, um, this is kind of boring right so hopefully you get to feel that but in a half <laughs> okay. marathon you always got to be somewhat aggressive and, yeah and I, I find when i run half marathons you get to like 10 11 k you're like i how the hell am i gonna finish this damn thing yeah if you're strong and you can hold on to it so you go out there you run 62 minutes you get on you get your place on the line um how does training change um do you increase volume like what's what's the last eight weeks look like as you head when is the marathon project anyways December 20th. Oh shit, so dude. It's coming, coming yeah, quick. Three weeks, close. less than three weeks. Yeah. So you, you um, still got some work to do, but so yes, how, yes. How has the training changed? So we, because we, uh, we found out about it a little bit later um, than you typically would for a marathon. Um, and we knew that I was like already solid half marathon shape. We tried to, I, I guess approach it a bit differently than you typically would, um, or at least Rich would typically. Um, in that, like, I wouldn't be like cranking out 100, you know, 20 mile weeks. We're gonna focus a bit more on the quality. Still doing like some 10k stuff, some half marathon stuff, but getting that key marathon session in in a week. Um, so I might have, with that, I might my mileage was a bit um, a bit higher than I would have during the half, just by mere like the long run being yeah, just workouts know, workouts out yeah huge chunks of time right? yeah but it wasn't like i was like pushing my off adding more volume on my off days just to like um it, it just kind of happened again a little bit more naturally um 
so yeah, like I think we're hovering around like 160, 170 Ks, um, the last, the last eight weeks, um, or the last six, six, yeah, since that half, yeah, we, um, kind of took it down a week and then got things back rolling and, um, yeah, things have been clicking along. I guess I, I had a one down week with that, um, a little bit down, um, with the, the 20 K on the, the track, which was, oh my gosh yeah i can't believe i let i can't believe i let rich talk me into that let's 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 circle back on that a little bit yeah because yeah. a, a few weeks ago you uh went there and you did a 20 kilometer track um how did that idea come about well rich thought um it well we had it on the calendar a little while ago this 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 race at least this meet um and then i think rich just had a bit of a moment where it was like we could tech we could try and we could technically get the the hour canadian record and the 20k canadian record in one go um and it just like worked with training it was going to be a hard effort um, um yeah and it just just seemed to work out it seemed like it was like if there was ever a time to do this it'd be now and another thing too was having luke and having luke fit enough and capable and willing to also help out with the pacing because that would just be all I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine what Rachel did all 50 laps by herself but that's some mental mental fortitude there um so yeah again it just it kind of happened like this whole year I guess has it just was like after one practice which was like what do you think about going after the one hour and the 20k record and so yeah I I obliged I was like uh, I don't know that sounds pretty <laughs> awful um and also i was a little weary i was like okay well what if i like get hurt like we haven't done that much track work track mm -hmm. work and if we have it's been on uh, at empire yeah so it's like not your traditional track um but yeah it was uh looking back on it i'm i'm glad i did it um and i i think i hope that because it was pain it was like mentally oh like, dude just a it was like it was brutal. And yeah. I hope that that makes the marathon feel, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect, but I'm hoping it like serves a purpose. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, fitness purpose, but also, yeah, you have yeah. to train your mental resiliency and, yeah. and, and this being okay with just not being happy. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like one, one time when I was straight, I was straight up for the Chicago marathon and we did a 25 K temple run on the track. I, I remember, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah. I've, I've talked about it frequently because I'm an old man living in my glory days, but like it was, we, we just settled in like 309 a K and hit 25 K. And to this day, that was the hardest workout I've ever did in my life. And I, oh, and yeah. I, it was, awful man and there was three of yeah. us and we were sharing the leads but we were just out there forever just running around the track running around the track running around the track i think that i left actually i think i actually left my race on that track on that workout yeah. because after i did that i was like 309 for 25k on a track in the middle of a 220 kilometer week like i'm gonna crush this thing but yeah. but my race went poorly but i'm not gonna say, i'm not saying your race is gonna go poorly because <laughs> <laughs> you did it you did it differently you did it at a different time in your in your training and yeah. and you've you've really crushed it so yeah I, I hear you man i hear you um and but i'm happy that went well so i mean you got your, you got yourself a canadian record which is yeah fantastic. i don't think it's been officially uh, ratified yet but um i'm not yeah but hopefully yeah but yeah pretty wicked pretty cool to add that random uh, distance to my <laughs> repertoire 
Yeah. I mean, and, and how did you recover off that? Um, it's funny. Yeah. So, and a little with that too is, is, um, it was interesting because you can't wear the, um, like there's new regulations on the types of shoes you can race on the track. And so finding a shoe, because I didn't want to run in spikes, but trying to, trying to find like a, a flat that was like eligible, but also wouldn't destroy my legs after was kind of tough. Um, and so I ran in the, uh, Adidas, the Adios. Um, but it's funny though, how, I mean, you're on a track too, but my legs were thrashed compared to like after that race, then compared to that half marathon around the sea ball. Like yeah. it was like night, night and day. Dude. Um, so I don't know if that's the, sh- that's probably the shoes for you, but. You know what? One of the biggest, one of the biggest, like what I've noticed is cause I, I, I raced back in the day and like when like the thing was to have a minimal light shoe and that was yeah. all the thing. But like the thing with these super shoes is like, it's just, they're so forgiving. They just, they're mm-hmm. just so forgiving and that's the beauty of them. And, and that's why they're wonderful. And that's the thing you can stack work on top of work because mm-hmm. they're there, but then you throw on like a traditional trainer and yeah, so oh. it's awful. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Uh, yeah. Oh, just these, even these like 22, 24 milers, I, just i could not imagine doing them in like a traditional flat and how my legs would feel after that like i would need like a full week i feel like to rest up yeah well i mean you you would be fine because you would do it and your legs get used to that pounding yes your body reacts to the stimulus so since the body's used to that soft shoe when you could throw on like a not so soft shoe you're just like what the hell is going on here yeah you would you you would be fine you would be fine you gotta you gotta what is what so I guess in regards to that type of stuff, what does recovery look like? Cause obviously there's a huge element of putting in hard training, but you have to also put in hard recovery. Cause that's the whole thing about a marathon cycle. It's not any mm-hmm. one session. It's the whole entire session. So what does your recovery to routine look like in between runs? And I'm talking sleep, I'm talking nutrition. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I actually just, and I just did a study with a gentleman out of, uh, university of ottawa who's like investigating elite endurance athletes and what they've what their perspective on recovery and it was interesting because this last week i I was doing it with him and there's things i would never have like thought of as recovery that i just do um but i guess they serve the purpose of of recovery um but little things like you know immediately after a hard effort like getting some sort of quality wholesome food in you um lots of water um one little thing i've noticed i've i've like been doing and i don't know if it's partially mental um but like it's a nice meant like a mental like i think recovering especially with the marathon training i mean is is as much physical as it is mental too um and then and i found having like a nice mental switch um so i'll like you know show up to the workout um and i'll be in my like nice soft cushion flip-flops they're called ufos and then oh, I they're slide so my, good there's oh, just my cats ate mine <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no but they're um, so good <laughs> yeah they're they're like oh bliss um for your feet but um and then so yeah do the workout do the hard session and then immediately after the workout i would take them off and take my shoes off and throw these on and it's like it's it's a nice like relaxing like but it's immediate switch in my mind mentally of like, Hey, now the work's done. Now it's time to like recoup, recover. Um, and, uh, so I guess, cool. yeah, it, it, and it is very much routine. I think recovery does 
Um, if you have a nice routine, I think it, your body allows you to, to adapt a fair bit better and just get used to the different, you know, there's not this new stimulus that you're throwing in every other day. Um, and I find with a marathon too, that the last eight weeks has helped that I've like, it's, I've kept a very like, you know, regimented sleep when I'm running. Um, and that just like kind of limits the unknowns. Um, another thing I find I, I really love, um, is on my easy days. I try and like tell some of my athletes as too, is I try and like my easy days, I try and just like get rid of the watch and just yeah. like totally run, run by feel. And even, even like get away from your normal, um, your normal, like route around your house. Like if you have the luxury, I, I, I'm like just across, uh, just, I love heading out to the, like today was an easy, like 10 miles that, that I did out in the, on the North shore and demo forest. Really? It's just like, it's so such a nice change of scenery. And I find that like, I feel more refreshed and more recovered from running there, even though it's hillier and like undulating terrain, I just feel like so much more rejuvenated than like going and doing a 10 mile, like around my neighborhood. That's like, I'm like having to make up distance and, I don't yeah. know. Well, you can kind of zone out and run, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really fresh because yeah, you yeah. have a certain physical reservoir and you also have a mental mm -hmm. reservoir and you mm -hmm. need to be able to focus on the sessions. Are there any specific sessions that you've done during marathon training that have been new to you and, and have you handled them? Maybe you like, like, I mean, it's like longer runs with work. I know Rich is a big fan of, you know, on off mm -hmm. pays. So what, yeah. what, what type of new sessions have you been introduced to being in marathon training? Yeah, I think that's the fun with it is that they've all they've all been new um, and they've all been well, the majority of them have been like, uh, like I've never done them for, before. So it's this fresh perspective. And it's like, um, I don't know, no matter what, I'm just going to like run hard and just like see what I can do in this interval. Um, but yeah, I've loved and I, I, I love the the long runs with the with a workout in the middle of it. Um, we've done that in the past, like once or twice. And, uh, and this this whole last eight weeks has been kind of just stacking those on top of each other um i haven't done the in and out 1ks i got that coming up pretty soon um i've done the one uh, in and out 800s um that was probably a little adjustment on that um but just like the long tempos um uh like the long runs where you're doing um like a five mile marathon pace one mile cruise four miles marathon pace one mile cruise three miles all the way down yep yeah. that just like i i really liked um i like that just because even the the one mile like cruises like i like feeling like good obviously on the marathon hards but the, the one mile cruises in between that are like recovery i love running them like running them and feeling really like feeling good but you're still like moving like you're still running like 330ks and you're like yeah. talking and um that's like that's yeah that's been pretty cool um but also i really like I've loved the, um, the relationship that it marathon has with your coach. Like it's a bit, it changes the dynamic a little bit. Like it's, I feel like Rich is way more, um, like he's, he's there for every step of the way. Whereas like with the track 5k and 10k, he's just like, show up, go for warm up. I'll just be here at the track taking your splits. And so it's kind of like a cool adventure in a way. Um, yeah. But um, I feel like that's Rich's happy place, just on oh, on, on a bike in front oh, of yeah. a marathoner. Like, yeah, he is he is so he's such a great coach in that regard. He's, he's yeah. there. He's in it with you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It, yeah. It's really really cool. Um, but uh, I think in terms of workouts, I've 
it's just been um it's just been getting used to like the t- tom on your feet i think like the the extended efforts um it's been a little weird just like uh like do it like going straight into a long run and then like having the workout like just you just like have like five miles to like loosen yeah. up and and then you just go right into it like that's been a little different um uh whereas before we would you know do drills and strides and whatnot yeah. um and then the, the the fluids the hydration's been been uh a big a big change um but yeah how did you go about um developing your your hydration and your and your nutrition protocol that you're going to go through did you did you seek some outside in like help with like a trench mm-hmm. or did you just do what like rich as other athletes have done how how did you formulate that yeah a bit a bit of uh more so just with um rich and what his athletes have done previously um and just looking at their what their hydration plans were in the past um and then just kind of trying to find something that worked well with me um and i've like tried like through the half um i didn't really take any like i would have a gel as in my back pocket just in case and then i would have it like yeah i could barely stomach it it was just like so it was so so new and i i didn't want to mess around with it and i felt fine um but with the marathon it's been it's been um like ex- experimenting with like um i know that these you know gels sit in my stomach well um but then I, i've i've always like heard of good things about morton um and so i was kind of experimenting with that and and that just seemed to be sitting well in my stomach um and so um we've done a couple like uh, like after a big effort, we've, we've done a couple like sweat tests just to see if I'm replenishing the right amount. Um, so I know I'm like how much I'm supposed to, you know, be taking in, but, um, yeah, um, I think I've got it down, um, to, well, no, I, I, no, I shouldn't say that. I, I do have a plan, uh, race hydration plan. And, um, I've had a couple top, couple instances of trying it out and it seems to be settling well. So, um, but it's funny, it's, it's such a bizarre like concept that as a runner, I never thought I would have to like be composed and like trying to drink a bottle as I run. It's just a weird, uh, yeah, it's well, a it's different, pra- different variable, right? It's practice, 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 practice mm-hmm. makes perfect for like, yeah, actually drinking and then teaching yeah. your gut. But the good thing is that when you're at the marathon project, there won't be any fans or anything. So if you got to poop yes. your pants, you, you true. Pants. very, very, very true. <laughs> very true. Um, so during this whole training process, when were you the most challenged? When like in a, in a workout were you just like, ha- when did you have to dig the deepest? Um, I think that 20 K I, nothing compares to that. Um, and even though I was like, like fresh, I think that that week we were at like maybe 145, uh, 150 K that week. And, um, so like legs were fresh relatively. Um, but, uh, there are instances in that race where I was like, like it, it was just a mental battle. You're having like once, like I, I remember like, it was just like me reiterating, like, it's all like, it's all mental. It's all mental. It's all mental. Like you can do this, but there's also another part of me was like, this sucks. This sucks so much. Why am I here? What am I doing? Yeah. That's, and, oh. Do you know what? Like, and I, I've, I've found that too in my, in my, my career. It's like when you're training for a 5k or a mile or a steeplechase, the 
biggest challenges would be the physical aspect of hitting mm-hmm. splits. Like you go on the track, it's like today you got to do 2400, you got to average 62 seconds. And you're like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I'm gonna have to dig. Whereas in a marathon build, you have times where mentally you just are tired mm-hmm. and you can, but you, and you just don't want to do it. And you have to really dig into the mental side of things. And, yeah. and, it, and it can be, and it can be definitely hard because there's a lot of running to be done. And, you know, and, but, and it just goes to show you need that, you need to train that too. That's a very trainable yeah. thing. And it's part of the marathon process is wrapping your head around sucking and being yeah. like, All right, the next hour of my life is going to suck and I'm okay with it. Cause I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a consistent, like, what's that song? Uh, it was stuck in my head. Z- uh, zombies. In your head. Oh, cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There we are. There is great song. Yeah. That's like, that was just like all I was thinking of. Um, it was like, I don't know, but yeah, that was definitely the toughest I think mentally. And then physically so far it's been, it's been smooth sailing. Like my lot, maybe my last workout, like this, this week I've felt pretty, like pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and we were on the track and well, we were supposed to be on the track, but it was too icy. And so I just, that I, I didn't like that. I think was my first instance of like, Oh, I don't want to do this. My legs are tired. Like I like, I would rather just go for a run and we, we got it in. And, but like the other thing I've noticed too, with marathon training is like giving your body the time to like with a 5k and 10k, you got to be like on right at the beginning of the workout. Like you got to be hitting splits with the marathon. I it's because the session's so long, you can kind of, you shouldn't, it's bit, it's, allowed me not to like jump to conclusions on like totally riding the workout off. If I'm not having a great day at the start, it just, just eases the body into it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, it sounds like it's, it's sounds like your training has been going really well, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about racing in the United States during this time. So you know. what is the plan? Um, when are you heading down there and what kind of safety and like kind of protocols do they have the communication? What's that been looking like so far? Um, so it's, um, it looks pretty strict. Uh, they're only letting like, it's going to be our own little bubble essentially, um, of the, uh, athletes racing. Um, and then, uh, they have to, if there's coaches that want to be on the course, they have to get like, uh, they have to get a credit accreditation. Um, but it's pretty spare, pretty sparse. Um, but, uh, every athlete has to have two provide two COVID test, two, uh, negative COVID tests, uh, a week, uh, before the race. Um, and then, uh, what else is there? I think that might be it. That's the two. Those are the two. Um, so that, and then, so myself, I'm spending the least amount of time down there as possible. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, part of it is like, I mean, it, under normal circumstances, it would be nice to like get down there and yeah, like shake the legs out and like enjoy myself a bit. Um, but I think if I went down there so early, I would just like be cooped up in my hotel room and then be like thinking about the race for like a couple. That just sounds like insanity. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think uh, we're, I'm just going down the 18th. So pretty quick down the 18th. And then I'm flying back the 20th, like the day of the race. So I'm going to be a wreck on the plane, but <laughs> that's yeah. okay, man. That's okay. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're coming back with a really nice time and, and <laughs> oh, a really man. cool experience. Um, yeah. So there's going to be 50 of y'all, right? Um, is there, right. is there talk of pace groups? Um, do they have pacers involved? 
There is, yeah. They have two uh, pace groups, a 64-30 and then a 65-30, I think, through half. Oh, nice. Which one are you yeah. rolling with? Uh, I don't really know yet. Um, and that's, I think that, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, uh, I was gonna, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really hundred percent sure yet. I think training has been going really well, but I also want to, I want to still give the, the distance, like the respect. Um, so I'm going to just kind of feel it out on the day and, and see what feels good. And, um, it's funny though, with like, I find with these, uh, like race or the like pacing, um, because like in all these, like all these races or all my training, I, I haven't really focused on like, Oh, I need to hit this split and this pace to be running this workout. It's just been like, I'm just going to go and run it as hard as I can or, or run it as within whatever I deem, I think I can run it in. Um, and so it doesn't, in my head, it doesn't really make sense for me to Oh, I need to be on the 6430 pack. And if I'm not, it's gonna be a bad day, or yeah. you know, vice versa. Um, because yeah, at the end of the day, it's you just don't a number. need to run 209 for it to be a good day. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. So I'm not really sure yet. Um, but uh I'm feeling fit. So nice. That's but awesome. Gotta keep the reins in. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's exciting. And it, that's cool. Those, those are two great pace groups because I think you'll you'll have you'll have a good army running e- either of those. Um, so as you head in, do you have a set, like, do you have a set of goals? Do you have an A goal, a B goal, a C goal? And if so, are you comfortable sharing those or do you want to keep those close to the chest for now? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'd be open to sharing. I mean, um, I think like the C goal, I just want to have a positive experience with it. I think, um, uh, and with that, I think it leads into the B goal and the A goal because it's, I don't want to, you know, also set myself up to, to have too high as, uh, of expectations where I don't fulfill them, then I'm not going to have a positive experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like I've kind of found my niche with like training and, um, and hopefully racing, I'm imagining. So uh, I'd like to kind of, con- not just, I'd like to continue this event down the road. And I think yeah. if I come into it with that mentality of like, it'll hopefully go well, but um in the in the flip side i know if i'm wanting to make a run at the olympics i'll only probably get two realistic shots at it um this being one of them and probably hopefully one in the spring at some point so um i kind of have to throw my hat in at some point um so i don't know i yeah i i'll say it, leave it at that maybe yeah um, well i mean you're in a good space right because like you mentioned yeah. in the beginning um it's a free year it's a yeah. free roll, right? And your training yeah. has come around. So it's an opportunity that otherwise wouldn't have presented itself with yeah. 2020 taken off and, and given the extra year, like, Hey, it's, it's nothing to lose type thing. And like you said, yeah. like, this is just the beginning of your marathon journey and yeah. wrote your marathon career. You're going to have good races. You're going to have bad races and every race is you're going to learn from it, which is, which is it's exciting. I, I even just talking now, I'm thinking back to the process before my first <laughs> marathon. And how exciting it was, and how unknown it was, and then the day of, and how that all went, and yeah, it's, it's where was where where was your first one? Houston, two thousand eleven. Yeah, and it was it was it, it, in my at the time it was a bad day, but looking back on it, it was an okay day. 
like because yeah. I was trying to run to eleven thirty because that was the, the the qualifying time, and I came through in sixty five, I think sixty five ish. But I was like, I don't know yeah. how this is supposed to feel. I don't know. How to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then at about thirty k, I was like, I did this wrong, and I just I had and I had the I had a really challenging last ten kilometers. Um, oh, shit. And I went two, oh, and I went, and I went two six. I went two sixteen, and at the time I was like crestfallen. But looking back, and I was like two sixteen first marathon. Like that was okay. Yeah. That was that was fine, yeah. right? Um, but I, I fell in love with the sport through the process of the training. Um, yeah. So even though that day didn't go as it, I was a marathoner after that, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this right, and then, and then it just and that was it, and that was, I never really. I was also annoyed because I ran a two sixteen, and then my fastest ever marathon was two thirteen. So like I spent years and years to take, and my my third marathon I ran two thirteen. So I never really got this. Yeah. Go drop like a two twenty four, and then just like enjoy all the enjoy all, <laughs> yeah. enjoy all the the gains. Yeah. No, but I mean it's 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 completely unique to the athlete, and some people go out there and crush it. Some people go, but just putting your putting your your you know putting yourself on the line preparing well and that's all you can do mm -hmm. put yourself in yeah. the, to have a good day but the event is such that things can happen but hopefully hopefully you just go up there and crush it because we're all cheering Thanks. for you and it's been fun to Thank you. follow along with your training um which is it's just been cool and it sounds like you're in a good space mentally and physically and your teeth are healthy so that's <laughs> yeah. um, so yesterday i went on the instagram and i was like hey ask questions for justin but then I did it on the story, and then when the story went away, all the questions went away. So, oh no! <laughs> but I remember, I remember, I remember a couple. Um, okay. The, the People one, are listening to this, and they're waiting this whole time, and they're like, ah. They're waiting. They're waiting for their questions, and then, yeah. um, and then, uh, and then the questions went away, and that was my that was producer air. We've been off the <laughs> podcast for a while, so before yeah. we finished, I think I remember a few of the questions. The one question was from Paul Young, and he said, "After the marathon, when are you moving into the trails and ultra scene?" <laughs> and oh my why it, and why is it going to be next year why is it next year I well think just cheeky yeah I, um if if paul paces me in a race i'll be i'll uh i'll, I'll head into the trails i guess you'll head in the trails if luke wants to do it because you owe him yes i do yes i do and you got 100k coming up so maybe you need a pace i don't know I just need to. I just need someone with a beer. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever done? Have you ever done the gross grind? You know, no. That's no, I haven't, and it's sad. I, I until like two years ago, I was a Vancouverite, a runner, and I'd never run the Sun Run, and then I've never done the gross grind. Well, you won the like, Sun Run, so I took care of that pretty quick. But like, but it's just kind of like a. You're not doing running properly, I guess. I don't know. I've never done it. Lindsay's looking at me right now like, what are you doing? Man, this, the, the grind is hilarious. Because this summer, uh, Chuck, Chuck was in town, uh, CPT. Mm -hmm. and, and he wanted to do the gross grind because he'd heard all about it. And Chuck being like a really fast runner in his own right, he went and there was a guy named Alex Ricard who's, who's like mm -hmm. one of the premier climbers in North America, I want to say. But they were on the same university team and, and and chuck was like oh I, i've always beat him in university i'm a better runner yeah. <laughs> you know it's like so i'm just gonna run with 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 him and i was like no like you're on his field let him go he's like no no and uh and he got destroyed by alex it was a uh, yeah it, it's a humbling experience the gross grinders i'll tell you that much because you're not really running you're just power hiking and trying not to die oh i i bet yeah alex actually he came out um 
uh, when he moved out here and trained with our group for, I want to say a couple months. And then he moved up to, I think he had already moved to Squamish at that point, but I follow him on Strava and I, he's like, uh, yeah, he's, he flies Dude, up those mountains. That guy can run up a hill. Unlike anyone. It's ridiculous. He had a 25 yeah. minute gross grind this year. So Jeez. it's pretty legit. There was Flying. a question. There was a question about, um, it was, I think it was an inside joke from uh, Kendra. She said, if you make the Olympics before, if you hit, if you hit your Olympic time before Lindsay, um, does she have to start pumping your tires instead of you pumping <laughs> her tires? <laughs> I guess so. I wish she heard that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. But I'll always be pumping Lindsay's tires before mine. So let's be honest. Um, she's still the she's still the favorite. She's still the queen, eh? Yeah. Good man. That's awesome. I hope you both make it. That would be so yeah. cool. Well, we were chatting about that, and um, but even like with the new regulations, with um, well, if it goes on and. Um, well, they've moved the marathon to Sapporo. Oh yeah. That's so dumb. And, and, uh, and so we wouldn't even actually be able to like see each other because we, we, I couldn't come from Sapporo into the athlete village of the, of where the like main in Tokyo is. So it's like, it's just kind of funny. That's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And I think uh, the the new rule is like, as soon as you finish your event, they want you out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that stuff. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. So hopefully he's yeah. gonna make a couple Olympics, right? Yeah, that's that's the trick. Yeah, I mean, if you make the Olympics, <laughs> you can't really complain. You're you're at the damn Olympics, right? Yeah, but uh, there's still lots of work to do. So there is, yes, but, yes, absolutely. We're not booking yeah. your plane ticket yet, right? No, no. <laughs> right on. All right, man. Well, I I mean, I I'm sorry to everybody who took the time another day to ask a question, only for me to forget it. Um hopefully we can circle back with you after you have your, your racing experience and maybe do a follow-up and we can talk more, more about the experience and mile to marathon Burnaby. Um, any shout outs to your mile to marathon Burnaby crew? Yeah, no, I, um, I'm still following all of them on, on Strava. I love their, they're uh, still hitting to heading to empire kind of solely, uh, solo Lee yep. solely. There we are. That's the word. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, I just, um, very grateful for them trusting in me and, uh, and Josh and, um, yeah, they're, they're a great bunch. And if you're in the East van Burnaby area, uh, certainly, uh, check us out in the new year when this all resumes, hopefully. Yeah, man, you've done, you and Josh have done a really nice job, um, getting that group going. It's thank you. a yeah. positive environment. So thank you for all the work you've done with that. Um, but now it's, it's your time to go out there and shine. So wishing you all the best, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat, uh, Thank sitting, you. In your, sitting in your car the whole time. I hope you weren't, <laughs> so, I hope you weren't idling. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Okay, good. All right, buddy. No. Well, um, again, thanks for chatting. The whole, the whole crew is wishing you nothing but the best and we will be following. Is there a way to follow along? It will be there uh, will be a live stream or anything like that. I feel like there is a live stream. I, uh, I'm not sure. Um, I, let's say yes. Okay. And hope for the best. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yeah. And hope for the best. That's, yeah. that's a good way to approach life in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say yes and see what happens. It's got, it's got, it's got us to hear. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks so much. Have a good okay. one. All right. Thanks, bud. All right. Take care. All right. There we go. Episode one, season two in the books. Thank you so much, Justin. Appreciate you taking the time to chat. I appreciate all of you taking the time to listen. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're staying, moving, active, 
running to the best of your ability in these crazy times. Stay safe. Um, have a great holiday season. And as always, respect your parents. Take care.